Welcome to Tilt Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking starter fertilizer. In our spotlight, we'll look at John Deere expanding access to self-repair resources. Ag History Minute, we'll talk about the history of liquid fertilizer. And we'll wrap things up with some current events in our cool beans that's corny. With me today are Bill Schombert. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schombert. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So we had some big moves in the it, NFL continuing through. They just keep coming, don't they? Yeah, Every day. Nothing is safe at this point, it seems. Like anything's up for grabs. So Devante is now a Raider. Uh, Zadarius is no longer going to be a Raven. He backed out of his deal because of some of other moves. And Tyreek Hill is now a dolphin, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the Chiefs got a load for him. He got five picks. What did we get for Devontae? Two? Two, a first and a second. But here's my take. Devontae only wanted to go to the Raiders, so they could only negotiate with one team. And the Chiefs were like, hey, whoever wants him, come get him. I don't get that. Why couldn't the Packers I don't know. do that? Like, but my thing is it just got through channels to the Raiders yeah. somehow, and they kind of knew that they were the only. Well, I'd heard that Devontae bought a house in, I was going to say Oakland, Vegas. but the Raiders aren't in Oakland no. anymore, in Vegas like two months ago. So obviously something was already a brew in that. Well, then of and course. Rodgers knew about it. Well, right. Then, this, of course, so. when this all came out, you're like, how did, Rodgers has got to be pissed, right? Because he didn't know about this, but apparently. Yes, yeah, oh, he did. He knew about it. I How guess. cool is that then that Rodgers actually stayed, yeah. even knowing like his best weapon would be gone? Like that'd be really hard. If I mean, he knew well, like it was yeah, a long he, shot to begin with that we were going to get them both. Yeah, and I think they both knew that. But I think we all kind of thought like I didn't picture Devontae being the one gone. It was always Rodgers was gone. Oh, really? I opposite. Yeah. Like, why would Devontae stay if we didn't keep Rodgers? Jordan Lutt to play well, with Jordan. They Lutt. both probably would. Yeah, been it was gone. either yeah. like either. You're either getting both or none is kind of what I thought. Right. I didn't expect Devante. Right, yes. Max? Yeah. That's, what, that's what a lot of the expert analysts had to say about it, too. I did my good finger quotes here. That's what a lot of them had to say about it was we were going to get either we we're going to get both or we weren't going to get either because they wouldn't play without each other. But uh, I, I figured if it was a split, it was always going to be. Aaron Rodgers got a couple million reasons not to leave. And looking yeah. at the quarterback situation in the NFL right now, how much shifting there is, that was the smart play no matter what, like trying to keep your oh yeah. Your oh, yeah. oh yeah. So yeah. No, you better better keep the guy that throws the ball than the you know, the one out of five guys that catch it. Right. So yes. I'm just sick of hearing how selfish Aaron Rodgers is and Aaron Rodgers forced Devontae out of Green Bay because it's a load of horse crap. Because the Packers had a way to pay him both. They had it figured out how they could do right. it. Yeah. The contract is on the table. Devontae didn't want to be here anymore. But I, you keep hearing, you keep seeing Aaron Rodgers selfish, can't keep good teammates because he's too selfish. He takes too much money for himself. That's just not the case. And De, uh, Devontae didn't want to play for the Packers anymore. He wanted to go somewhere else. So yeah. He wanted to play for Derek Carr. I mean, Play with his college would, roommate. Yeah, who wouldn't want to go? Good luck, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. You guys are really good at Fresno State in your Mickey Mouse conference. Right. Good luck playing in the AFC West. So so my question, totally unrelated, Devontae, is 
Tua going to be able to throw the ball deep enough <laughs> for Tyreek? <laughs> no. Or is it just going to be these dump passes and then Tyreek's got to do his joystick moves to to get yards? Cause He'll just run the flea flicker all the time. These guys want to go <laughs> somewhere flicker. else, but it's <laughs> not always good, right? Oh, millions they, of dollars, man. They're too leaving Patrick Mahomes is going to be a lot right. different. Tyreek Hill just didn't want to put up with the TikTok dances with Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Jackson Mahomes. He couldn't take it anymore. So if we would have looked back a week ago and between the Chiefs and the Packers, between those two rosters, the best wide receiver is, is Juju. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty – you wouldn't have thought that a week ago. Yeah, I was. I, well, you guys know I was very upset when when Devonte got traded. That was, was your guy. I was a big fan. I was a big fan. Bought his jersey did the day it went on sale. Did you have a jersey? Or? Oh yeah, I bought it the day it went on sale. Yeah. So the so you, first day you could buy it from the pro shop, I had it. So you're gonna buy a Raiders one now? No. Nope. Not gonna be that guy. Nope. After all the games, he chose to leave. Raiders jersey. That was his decision to leave. So no. What did you do with your jersey? Did you burn it, or are you just it's, gonna pull it? It's out? at home. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet. Don't burn it. That's just that never childish. makes any sense because you already you already you paid the money for it. Right? You already Why gave him the hundred and thirty bucks or whatever it is for a jersey. What's the yeah. point? Yeah, but I do. I already have an Alan Lazard uh, on field jersey. Ooh. So I got the Lizard King. So I mean, I can just I even wore like I wore Lazard last year when I went to the cold game because it's a little bit bigger, so it fit over more layers. Nice. So, so what do you think they'll do to replace him? Draft or sign one of these schmuck free agents that a are lot, out there. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that say Chris Olave. So yeah, is that good? I think so. He's really fast, and but I don't know if he's going to be there. He's he's more replacing he's more replacing uh, MVS than Devonte. That's the problem. He's not his route running is okay. His hands are okay. He's his size is okay. That's a bad part with replacing Devontae in the draft is even Devontae took to get his route running where he's at. Yeah, took a long time to get yeah he didn't have a very good first two years with us. And that just Max knows that. Yeah. Yeah. He got beard spilled on him because of that. <laughs> I suffered for Devontae at Lambeau. Hardcore suffered for the game we looked up the other day, he had nine catches on twenty two targets. Ooh. Yeah. That was your beer your beard that, spill game. That was right? day that was the day I got beer, and we lost to the Lions. Right? Lost yeah, to the Lions. Yeah, we did. It was like Fourteen ten or something. Really, yeah, we dumb. lost to the Lions. So the, so the guy behind you is just really upset. No, it was, really. it was when we were walking up the stands. I don't know, really know oh. who dumped it, but yeah, I got beer dumped all over me. Excited, Devonte <laughs> jersey on. He had a bad day. <laughs> That's when, yeah, you he had you a bad it. day. <laughs> it was ugly, but yeah. So I, I suffered for him, and now he left me. How long did it take you to get over the Badgers' loss? I was over with half, two half time. <laughs> with two minutes left in the game. I was pretty much over it. Yeah, I feel like that. What like I didn't even I listened to the radio on the second half because I just knew you just yeah. could feel that they didn't have their stuff and it sucked. But they didn't deserve to win, so I didn't feel that bad. Right. Yeah. When te- when you don't deserve to win, it's really hard to be upset about yeah. it. Yeah. When you play good and lose, then it then it kind of sucks. And I, I still think Johnny Davis was hurt. I really do. I think. I think he it's possible. Yeah. He just he did not. I've seen. No I've heard people he talking no about junk. that after I mean, the game, after like this week. Yeah. Something just wasn't. I don't know. I, if he wasn't all that stuff, that player of the year and all that stuff I, was right. a joke. He's, right. he's, an, 
he was useless the last two weeks. I mean, mm. he didn't do anything that we need when we needed like. Hey, no, here's your player of the year. Yeah, Colgate, he kind of took over the second he half. Did. Yeah, he played a little bit. He had I guess like he played four a little points, then. and then he ended with 25 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he did. But there, too, Chucky Hepburn goes down in this game, and that's when the Johnny Davis should step yeah. up. I mean, yeah. that's that's even Brad Davison kind of stepped up, and then he just. But Brad Davison is just, never going to get you 30. So. No, no, he's just going to try to scrap for every point, and there's the refs don't they don't care about him no more. No, I was over it. It didn't take long. I kind of, whatever. I was surprised. Max, you had them in like your final four. I did. That so part like, sucked. <laughs> that part sucked because it really hurt my bracket. But Because I think one of us called it right last week. I think, Bill, you said win one and out. I said Sweet 16. Or Matt got it. Yeah, nice. I said for I said they I had sweet sixteen. I figured they'd beat. Maybe then I said elite eight. So yeah, yeah okay. I followed through with my bracket, so it That's worked, worked you, for me on the bracket end of things. <laughs> on the bracket, I kind of went with like, hey, they didn't have that many people. They didn't have much to play until Kansas. So and then Kansas, I gave them the homer discount. But realistically, I thought if we get through the first weekend, that would be. Well, you called it right, Max, because you said you know having that senior guard would really help. You know, for Iowa and Wisconsin, and yeah, and it didn't help at all. No. <laughs> It didn't. They you can't have your most turnovers in the season and shoot your least percentage. They were like twenty some percent. So she was horrible on three pointers when you make two, two of, of twenty two and and one was and, garbage, right? One right. was at the end of the game, right? So, so don't the, count so that there one. So there too, you you only had to make two more and yeah. you win that game. Right? Like it's not. It's and I think that's why Matt. I thought they could at least get to the Sweet Sixteen. Was they really didn't have to score 80 points to get there right it but you can't good. score 49 they just said to not suck yeah yeah and they sucked and and i didn't i i thought like i was watching them run down the floor on a fast break and then pull up and take a three that bricked for no reason like <laughs> we weren't even we weren't even trying to help ourselves you know that trying to help our percentage shoot yourself hot is not a real that's not a real yeah. thing you gotta let that go <laughs> not on not on our scheme no no if you're an SEC team, I think that's what they do, but not us. On the bright side, the Brewers are playing, so we can move right on to that. Yep, spring training has started. First official game is in two weeks. 14th. April 14th. So, so a little three weeks. The Brewers win last night? No, they were up, and then the Boxberger blew it. It was 7-8 in the top of the seventh, I yeah, saw. Yeah, Boxberger gave up. This preseason, does it like... It doesn't, do we even do care do Burns gave up five yeah, runs. Yeah, Burns got shelled yesterday. <laughs> the returning Cy Young winner got wrecked. It was pretty tough. But, it was five runs in two innings? Yeah. It was bad. Although, one good sight is, here is like lacing the ball and he couldn't hit the he's, broad he's, side of a barn last year he's got like nine rbis and three home runs we, already we have like a new hitting coach and everything right didn't they take yes. so. Tim Rattler's and, guy and, and oh yeah they one of those guys is there now yep. yeah so i don't know what he's went doing, there too but, but that that'll be pretty cool if they can well just erickson being up there yeah because i don't know where erickson's actually from i thought he was from Appleton, but he feels like a hometown boy because he's been here for right long enough so it feels yeah. like feels like our hometown boy is up in the bigs now, and and think about like if their pitching staff continues like it did last year, and they just hit a little bit better than even last year. if everybody else stays the same and Keston Hira hits right. better, and that totally changes the dynamic of our lineup. Yeah, it'd be nice if Yelich hit a little bit better too. Yeah, he's got a, 
<laughs> he was well for how much we're paying him. How about a lot yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to MVP season better, but at least not. Can we get above like one seventy five? Would right. be good. Like it, it was great. They showed him like all the picks we traded for him, and they're, they're, all, they're all out of the league. Yeah, like it's just so, unbelievable. So we did it. We, we at least like, got that right. Right, even though he's not. There yeah, was doing as good there was one the Isan Diaz they traded. I saw him play for the Timber Rattlers, and I thought, oh, this guy will be pretty good. And he didn't. I'm not excited about the universal DH that we have coming down the pipe. Was oh, that a change now? Yeah, so that was one of the things. But Vogelbach, <laughs> Vogie is so Vogel Vogie will get to play more, more. And I'm all for that. You won't ever get to see Woody take take Kershaw deep in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, that's but, that's the part that stinks. Is like. I think maybe the most exciting part of thing we ever saw in baseball was pitchers who could rake. Yeah. Like, that was fun. Ma- Max, I hate to break it to you about Vogie, but he's not on the Bruce. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know, but, like, that's what I mean. We like, do that, that would be exciting. That looks like Vogie. Yeah, we got the. Uh, what's uh, it? Rowdy? Rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy Telez. Yeah. But, um,. No, I mean, Vogelbach will play more in general because he's not playing anything else. He's a designated hitter, and that's all. That's what he is. But um, like when, like you said, when Brandon Woodruff takes Clayton Kershaw deep in the playoffs, that was huge. I mean, that was so much fun. Right. Sure, and that's gone now. Is yeah, you're, but you also aren't going to have what's-his-name slide back into first and blow his shoulder out and never pitch again because he... I have no idea yeah, who you're talking about. He slid back into first. Uh, yeah. You know what's-his-name, don't you? Yeah. The one that did that thing. Come on. And that guy hurt. that one time when he did the thing. Knock it off. The other thing. <laughs> I'll find his name. He was, uh, he, he lived down on that old Smith farm around the yeah. corner by that big oak tree. Yeah. Yeah. Not the first oak tree, the second oak tree. No, no, not that Smith farm. The one, oh, his, the, his the grandpa's one farm. Fence. His grandpa's, well, it's grandpa's brother's Smith farm, that uh, Smith uh, farm. That one, sure, sure. Do you guys follow all that? You guys, you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about. You guys suck. You, you, you gotta learn to Google <laughs> Jimmy quick. Nelson. You gotta learn to Google faster. No. Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson. He buying you all this time and you got nothing. 2017, five years. That was a long time ago to remember Brewers. <laughs> yeah, baseball is a lot harder to remember five years ago because they move through prospects and, and players and so the fast. Of games they play. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's a lot. Well, how many players can you see in a year? Um, you know what I'm saying? Because like, there's 162 games, and they're just constantly cycling 60, guys up think, and down, up and down. I think up the and Brewers down. used like 60 or 70 guys last year, right? Like 30 some or 20 some are active, right? But I'm just saying, like in May, we're bringing up these two guys, but by July, those two guys are traded to another team, yeah. and we're bringing up these three guys. It's crazy. So, so baseball's still going to play 162 games yes. this yep. year. Yeah. Why? Like, why not just like, stop money? Yeah, they can't. But no seven inning double headers. To, so are they going to like longer into? Yes. The, okay. Longer yeah. into October, correct? Like two I weeks in so. October. I didn't look into so, that. It's a good thing we got the roof. Yeah, but that's that's they said something today. Like our last night, I was watching. This will be the first Brewers opening day that's not at Miller Park in like five years. Be, and I'm well, yeah because of the roof they probably always had right oh, opening sure. opening yeah. right and I was like so you said the, you oh, said Miller yeah. Park too you know what <laughs> it's gonna be Miller Park we've been we talked about this on this podcast I'm sure we, it will always be Miller Park it's Miller Park to me can I still go there and get a Miller uh, you can it's Miller Park to me baby 
Should just they should have just named it American Family Field at Miller Park. There you go. That's what they should have done, but they didn't. No. American Family Field. Kind of like how the Timber Rattlers have its neuroscience. neuroscience field or whatever at, or is that backwards? It's something at Fox City somehow. Stadium. Yep. Yeah. Neuroscience Group Field at Fox City Stadium. At Fox City. There you yep. go. That's what it is. Ugh. All right, you guys ready to talk some actualness? Some real agronomy, not yep. Field names, <laughs> not cry over baseball because there is no cry over baseball. baseball. There isn't. I've been to a youth baseball tournament. That's a lie. <laughs> There's less crying in baseball than wrestling, probably. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk starter fertilizer, mainly the difference between. Poly and ortho fertilizers. So, Bill, what do you got for us? Yeah, I just thought, you know, we're getting close to planting season. Maybe we should have done this, like, in December, January when you're purchasing your fertilizer. But I thought, well, we're getting close to planting season. So um, there's always talk when I talk to fertilizer dealers or co-op people about, oh, there's this Ollie, this Ollie, ortho-poly blend and you just get kind of overwhelmed and it's like oh let's talk about this and kind of just hash out the details and figure it out like what's best what does it mean so just kind of going to go over the like start with the facts like i'll start with ortho we'll do kind of the facts of ortho and then we'll move into poly but basically yeah they're the ones that make weed be gone right they do yes (laughs) yes I agree, Bill. These do get mixed up. Yeah, and it's like, like, what does like, it mean? Which, ah, which is the bad one again? And then you're like, is it bad? Not, or, yeah, and then it's like, is it bad or how bad? And then you'll talk to one guy and he'll be like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And you just. <laughs> That's always what you want to hear. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> what could go wrong? And, and this year with high input prices and just trying to make sure we stretch our dollars as much as we can, we, we can't afford any. You know, basically, what the worry here is that you could salt out your plant or or hurt the plant in some way. And yeah, that's, that's exactly what we don't want to start. Right, to, yeah. right. Is the opposite of what we want to do. So we want our emergency issues to be because of soil conditions, not because of the fertilizer we put. In. Yeah. So, so an orthophosphate is just basically a single phosphate molecule in the solution. Um, it's the form that a phosphorus that plants need to. To take it up, they can't take it in the poly form. They have to take it in the ortho form. Um, so it's immediately usable, right, when you put it out there. And 100% ortho is 100% plant available. So it's plant available. Um, the kicker with these guys is they're usually higher priced. I, it takes a little more manufacturing, I think, so that's part of it. Um, they work best if they're placed on the seed, so in furrow. You don't have to. We've used these at higher rates two by two, which is fine. Um, but typically we can use these in fro and we use these because they have a lower salt index. Um, so for example, um, 918.9, there's a bunch of them. Um, kind of have a generic, like I'll just give you a, a, a range of salt index, like eight to 16, um, where 28% is like 63. So that's big why jump, why jump. we don't put 28 in furrow, Max. No, we try and put it two by two, please. <laughs> um, we have this conversation a lot, actually. Yes, otherwise you will burn baby burn. And it's 
obviously we can't pick our pH, but it really works good between 6.2 and 6.5. So that's another reason to try to balance your pH again is obviously availability of nutrients, but also, you know, your performance of your fertilizer. That's an interesting pH though, because it's not a, say a 6.8 or 7. It's, it is a little bit acidic. Yeah. Obviously wants to kind of break it down. Yep. Um, and then examples of ortho, 100% ortho would be your 989, your 6186. Um, and then you do have some blends. So I, I have some customers that um, they run 6246. I have one uh, that runs like a 7235. And that's a 8020. So if you hear these salesmen or retail people talk about 8020s, you know, they're talking about 80%. Most likely, it's eighty percent ortho, twenty percent poly. So it's a blend, um, which isn't bad. Like Todd said, it's not a bad thing. It's just you got to realize that twenty percent of your fertilizer needs to convert to ortho before it's available, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But that isn't an instant reaction. So that's kind of the like the facts of here's what ortho is. It's plant available. It's usually higher priced. You'd want to use it on on furrow, in the furrow, um, and it's the form that the plants need. Um, when we move into poly, like what does that? What is poly? Well, poly is just a generic term for a bunch of orthos put together. Like we have all these ortho molecules, they get put together to make a poly uh, chain. It's really the the chemistry terms are used right. here. So right. a, a poly is a chain of different chemicals lined up or different things. And so obviously this is a chain of orthophosphates kind of lined up in a row. So so if you have you have three phosphate molecules put together, it's a triphosphate. If you have five, it's the penta, penta. right? Um, where poly, we just say it because it's just an agaric term, just like when you're in your your GIS software or maybe use operation center and you you have your polygons, right, of all your fields. It's it's not a square field. It's a polygon because there's several shapes, several sides, sides, sides. I should say. Yes, thanks, Max. Um, getting our we're getting our high school ge- ge- uh, geometry lesson. And English chemistry. Lesson. And chemistry and English all in one day. English. I'm bad at English. Speak very good English. <laughs> so so how do we get so how do we get the poly? And basically they take orthomolecules and we we react phosphoric acid with ammonia, which drives water off, drives the water off, and then these 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 um, phosphate molecules link together um, to make a poly form. So, so obviously this is not immediately available, so we have to to unlink them to make that back to be available, and over time, poly will be converted to ortho. Um, these fertilizers are usually more nutrient dense. Um, that's so a ten thirty four O is a is a polyform. So obviously, when we talked before, those other fertilizers, nothing was as high as a thirty four. So they're usually more nutrient dense and less expensive. So Todd, we were talking about that before the show about um, cost of these things. Um, and a couple of the a couple of the videos I was watching of other agronomists talking about this and and also some papers I was reading they were just talking about like sometimes with fertilizer it's just about it doesn't matter what form it is because it's all going to convert at some point it's just getting the best bang for your dollar too and where you're going to put it 
Yeah, I was gonna. That was gonna be my Place question to you yeah. guys. Do you guys have? What do you think your split is from infurrow planters to two by two planters? Or or both. I mean, some or both. What do you, both. Okay. Or, or none. Or none. <laughs> or none. What would you guys that, say is that your? That would be a good like poll question to really see because I quick poll. Yeah, because I do think, and I mean, there's still some farmers out there with none. I mean, there's a few, and then I got probably on the same side just a couple or a few with both. And the majority still seems to be in furrow because it's easiest to put on the planter. And then, but I would say that would also be about equal to the guys with two See, by and two. I would so I say be, two by two is usually the safer option. Oh, yeah. I, so, I would argue oh, that I'm sure. heaviest in two by two. Yeah. So I, I, I would say, yeah, like Max, the two by two is probably a little bit heavier just because of that. And when, so is that a, is that a, we got a homework for next week? We got to, yeah, we got to go through all of our clients and pick which box what? they're in and we can compare. Matt, you make a good point about it being the safer option. I do get asked quite often about like, oh, when I buy a planter, should I buy this or this? And I, I, one of my, one of my thoughts always is, okay, who's going to run the planter? Cause that's the first question. Cause you got to remember that a two by two is way safer than infrared. If you're going to have four different guys running the planter and there's a chance that maybe a rate gets messed up, I would say if you try stay with two by two, you're probably going to have less issues. So, like I said, yeah, just going back to kind of the facts of poly there is is it's more nutrient dense, less expensive. But one good thing about poly fertilizers is they do a better job of mixing with micros. So if you're thinking you want to put zinc or something in with your fertilizer, you're better off going with a poly than an ortho. And because polys have a little bit higher salt index and they're not as available you could think, well, then why are we putting it by the seed? You can put polys on the seed. You just have to really make sure the rates are low. So that's why your three gallons at 1034.0 in furrow is okay. And if you're looking to do zinc or some other micros, those are the guys you want to to mix them with. Even with that, sometimes I do watch it because you, know, you still can have some seed safety worries and depending on the type of soil how wet it is around the seed and everything. So sometimes I'll even put like the three gallons and add say two gallons of yeah. water or so, you know, get to that five gallon rate, but not five gallons of the product. Just, you know, make sure you're, you're watching that. And it's something you're comfortable with of how much you want by that seed. Cause again, we don't, this is a thing we want to benefit the seed, not have any chance of being a problem. Well, and you know, we always talk about with fertilizer in general, that, when we're talking availability, having that slow release aspect, which is kind of the poly side of things, you know, it's going to take time to break down. You want your your seed to put out roots and not have to work. You want it to work a little bit, but not be lazy and only leave shallow roots. So having a poly, then at least it's got some immediate to get going. Like ten three four zero is a seventy percent poly, thirty percent ortho. So you've got a little bit there to get started, and then as it's breaking down, it's going to have that that close nutrient, but it's also hopefully, hopefully been working moving. that roots system out to get other things. To and get. that seed is that not the seed? The little seedling is going to work off the starch in the seed, yep. for you know till V one V two whatever that number is. And like you said, Mac, Matt, by that time your fertilizer should be ready to go. And right there for those roots. One big watch out on polys is they tend to have higher impurities. Um, so 
Well, yes, when, the, when you're getting that longer chain, yeah, there's more more. Think of like back to old school chemistry where you got this chain of different phosphates. Is there's more spots then for something to to grab on to and be in that chain. And usually it's a couple of things. It's chlorine, fluorine, magnesium. How'd you say aluminum before, Matt? Aluminium. Aluminium. Aluminium or carbon. So those things can attach to this this chain, this poly chain. And then one thing you want to watch is if you're storing this fertilizer for over time or you don't clean out your tanks maybe once a year or every other year, they they can start to break down and these things that were attached to these car, these poly chains now can fall out in solution and you get this sludge or crap at the bottom of your fertilizer tanks and then you got a mess. So that's one thing with polys you got to watch is you probably want to clean out your fertilizer tanks. Yeah, you don't want to be in the field cleaning it, cleaning screens or doing other things when you should be planting. That makes for a bad day. Yep. Nobody no no happy farmers ever the ones that have to clean off their screens. Been like, man, these screens sure are dirty. I'm happy. <laughs> so glad I had this break to for the from the monotony of planting. I was really getting sick off. of getting my crop in on time. <laughs> Said by no one, right? Yeah. yeah. Said yeah. no one ever. And and just a rule of thumb if if you have a not always, but in general, if, if your fertilizer has a little color to it, green, amber, sometimes black, um, it's a poly. And if it's clear, it's usually an ortho. So kind of a fun fact, quick and dirty way to look at things. Um, all right. So now we know what each one is. How do we get a poly back to an ortho? Because obviously we just talked about a poly can't be used by the plant. That's... It's kind of an easy process to some degree. It's basically hydrolysis, which is adding water. And how do we do that? Well, we add water. We put it in the ground, and there's soil moisture, and we just basically need temperature and moisture, and it happens. The big question is when, how long? And none of us know that because how warm is it? How cold is it? How wet is it? How dry is it? Um, But in general... The research shows that it can happen in four days or a hundred. Well, hopefully it's sooner than a hundred. Right. Preferably, yeah, preferably not a hundred. <laughs> but in general, it's like around 20. So, Sure. So a couple weeks after planting, yeah. you should start to see some of that. Which makes a lot of sense, right? Well, think about last year. It took three weeks just for the dang crap to come out of the ground. Yep. So we are already... Well, especially if higher temps have drive this yeah. reaction... You know, usually when we're planting, the soil is still quite cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's we, hopefully above 50 degrees. We'll probably have the moisture aspect, but not yes, necessarily the, the heat the aspect. heat yeah. to drive that reaction. The well, other things that can affect it is higher pHs can make this conversion happen faster. So maybe watch that in your 7s or above the 6.5 like we were talking. And also more biological activity in the soil can also make it happen faster. So, so potentially the more healthy your soil Yeah, is. we were, I'd be curious to see if, if we can capture that ever somehow once, you know, we're going to all these, the Haney tests and all these other microbe tests that, soil health tests, at some point are we going to have a fertilizer conversion based on microactivity? Sure. Factor. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. We do it on organic matter. We do it on a lot of other things with chemical and, and whatnot. So 
yeah, potentially that higher biological activity means quicker turnaround on the conversion. So, and Todd's got a really easy I, way to keep I, this was, straight, like you do in in high school, where you had these mind but, tricks to remember things. Yeah, when Bill said we were doing this, I I always get them. Well, I just can never remember which one is which. I just it doesn't stick out in your mind that there's something like a, a way to remember. So I got one for you guys. So it's poly take precautions, ortho okay. So and and that's what I mean with poly. It's like I said, it's not like a no no go nothing like that. That's why I use the word precaution and it kind of starts with the two P's. So I like that. And then ortho okay is just then the the double O factor there. So do you think that'll help you guys remember? Or do you guys just remember it? I didn't either. That's why I brought this topic up. Like when it was my turn to write, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I always have a hard time remembering. So now I will. And it's not all the stuff we talked about before. It's the double P and the double O. That's how I remember it. That makes sense. The only thing I always remember is, like I told you guys before we started recording, that one guy that would always come to the either the seed meetings or chemical meetings, I can't remember which one, and talk about the ortho-ortho blah, blah, blah product that they sold and it stuck in my head because he'd say it like 30 times in that 40 minutes so that's always what I would think of I like how it's stuck in your head so much that you don't remember <laughs> well I remember the first part I, I think it's EDHT but I oh yeah that was in the in the like yeah so now you can just be say poly take precaution ortho oh, okay <laughs> And then get laughed out of whatever I did. <laughs> yes. In fact, I'm just going to shout out to Bill Eberle because I'm, I'm hoping that made you snort your coffee this morning, Bill. <laughs> or this afternoon, whatever you're listening, your Diet Mountain Dew in that case. So, He's a Diet Mountain Dew guy? Yep, he's a big Diet Dew. Good. Me too. Oh, so. he's, in oh, the, yeah. he's in your club? You didn't know a fellow yeah. club member I didn't, of the Diet no. Dew club? <laughs> the Double D club? <laughs> Uh, they haven't du- been able to meet lately because of COVID. <laughs> so got some of the club members. My daughter officially calls me Doodad. Doodad, yeah, I like that. So, so Bill, you know if you're, he's a Doodad. Yep, too. he's a Doodad. Billy Schomburg went to town. Doodad, <laughs> Doodad. Thanks, man. Welcome. Now you'll you'll never forget it, Bill. Great. All right, let's move into our spotlight for today. After we've talked polyortho fertilizer. So today we're talking John Deere expanding access to self-repair resources. This is kind of a big thing in the news. If you guys recall hearing about the right to repair, and there was some legislative backing there for farmers just to be able to fix their own equipment and not have to take it to a service center. Uh, the more technology we get on these things, the more complicated they get. It's almost always seems to be a computer issue, just like cars. So, what can we? What can they do about it? So, starting in 2023, the company is going to include a mobile device interface, and the ability to download secure software updates directly to embedded controllers and select John Deere equipment with 4G connections. So, basically, allow you to kind of update some of your own stuff and be able to work on your tractor a little bit more than you might be able to currently. This is a big step. How's that right for a direction? concept? That's great. Yeah. Well, think I mean, about how, like, 
all these dealerships are struggling to have techs and People how much it costs for these tractors to get fixed if you could actually it, diagnose of, a problem on your own? Well, how much software? I mean, because a lot of this just has to do with like updates to software. And think of our cell phones and our computers. That doesn't automatic. You don't, we don't yep. have to go in the U.S. cellular store and say, hey, you know, I want the latest <laughs> that, update. That would be terrible. Well, I, and 80-year-olds do. But yes. It's usually <laughs> the thing that it's like, I'm here to pay my bill or my phone won't. Won't do what I used what it used to do, and they look at it for two seconds. Yeah, you you hit this button. This fine. This. Here you go. So so this will help just with that in general. Of think of how much technology there's just as much technology in my cell phone as there is in the new John Deere. Tractor. Way more in the new John yes. Deere tractor. Yeah, yeah. There's more technology in that new John Deere tractor than that went to the moon, which is crazy to think. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so yes, just to have the ability to. You know, have this next step to that that we are working towards. That hopefully John Deere will let you know have more ability to fix what you need to fix on your tractors. So another addition to this is that uh, starting in May, it's going to expand its offerings by off giving customers and independent repair shops the ability to purchase the customer service advisor directly through JohnDeereStore.com. So give it's like Clippy. Tool. Right, <laughs> yes. Clippy. Yep. It's like Clippy. It'll be a little John Deere tractor that pops up. What was it, Johnny tractor? Is that the books? Yeah. Just use that little tractor that pop up and say, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this? I can help you." Matt, are you, or Max, are you really talking about that that little paper clip that used to pop up in the corner? Yeah, dude. Microsoft Word. Clippy. Clippy. Oh my yeah. lord, Clippy got me through a lot of stuff back in the day. So yeah, if you're like working on your own tractor, it might be something in the future for John Deere users. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute for today. I love that banjo. All right, today we're going to talk history of liquid fertilizer. So Nature's Alpine Solutions, a liquid chemical manufacturing company, is one of the market leaders in manufacture and distribution of high-quality liquid starters, fertilizer amend- or fertility amendments, sorry, and a variety of industrial products. The Nature's Food Plant Food Company was founded in 1946 in Marion, Ohio. Company formulated the first liquid fertilizer products that were available to greenhouses, nurseries, and to farmers who needed fast seedling growth in cool soils. The new liquid concept of placing starter fertilizer with the seed caught on amongst American farmers. Alpine Plant Food Corporation was established in New Hamburg, Ontario in 1973. Over time, they established themselves as the leader of liquid fertilizer business across Canada. In 1998, Nature's Plant Food Company acquired Alpine Plant Foods to form Nature's Alpine Solutions, or NAS. Today, they are the leading manufacturer of quality liquid fertilizers in North America. So there you go. Back in the post-World War II era, we started putting this liquid stuff with our seeds to get them to grow faster. And now look where we are. When we do this poll, we should also poll how many are liquid versus dry, because there's still some out there. But think of that like 20 years ago, how much was dry yet? You know, even after this was developed... I still, I still had a farmer. He's not farming anymore now. He rented his land out. But two years ago, he was still using five-gallon buckets to fill his dry, dry boxes. And he would stand in the 
the gravity box and like he had a system down where he could chuck it and hit the box and really not spill any. <laughs> nice. It was amazing to watch. Jake's talent. Yes. Of course, his fertilizer boxes were probably so rusty <laughs> probably. that it was leaking out the bottom after he chucked it in there. But I think he was my lone soul left of dry fertilizer. <laughs> All right. Thank you to all our listeners out there. We appreciate you. We thank you. And all we ask in return is you tell a farmer friend or any friend about our podcast. And please subscribe and tell them to search Tilt Talk Radio in Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or on your Android phone. There's some good apps out there. Um, there's Google Podcasts. You can get there. There's Podcast Addict. There's Podbean or Player FM. All good apps to listen to our podcast or any other podcast. And you can also listen on your smartphone or computer browser. You just have to go to tilthag.com slash podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter where Matt puts up a bunch of good info on there and it's at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. And don't forget, if you have a smart speaker through Amazon, you can listen on Amazon Music as well. Now we'll wrap things up with our cool beans that's corny with our current events, so cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Our cool beans this week is Leclerc Creamery is expanding their shopping and ag tourism attractions. So they are located near Pipe, Wisconsin, which if you're not familiar with the Don't say Chilton. Don't say Chilton. It's different. (laughs) Is that bad? I don't know. They're not even close, dude. (laughs) For some reason that is. He said that yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> like Chilton, they're right? like Chilton. they're like thirty minutes apart. They're yeah, not even close. It's just Chilton. That area is so. like on that side of the lake. If you ma- if I made a map in my head, it's just like so everything's Chilton. Chilton. <laughs> like from <laughs> all the way over to Lake like Michigan, it's like it's a brilliant, all and then Chilton, the whole thing. <laughs> Come on, New Holstein yeah. too. Hilbert's mad at you. Uh, yeah, Pipe yeah, is closer to mind. New Holstein than Chilton. Keel, and there's Keel <laughs> over that way too. You guys are missing all the good ones. St. John, Charlesburg. Ooh, I've been to St. John. Stockbridge. Stockbridge. Just don't spend much time on that side of the lake. Usually. Quinny. But now you have a reason to. If you want to visit Leclerc Family Creamery, which make they make world-class goat cheeses. So they are a goat farm. Crowds can visit the popular creamery, and they have now a 26-foot wooden silo. Oh, geez, if they need a wooden silo, I... A couple of years ago, I could have found him one real easy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Encircled by a walkway for the agile goats, along with unique, or sorry, <laughs> antique. Boy, I'm sure they're unique as they're, well. They're unique, probably, yeah. Industrial displays and a greenhouse. So you can stop for a sandwich, buy some cheese. Uh, just a lot of things you can do. Good egg tourism, see the goats wandering around. They even have, a, have a greenhouse now, so you can yeah. stop early and... So in 2021, the silo was the centerpiece of the latest visitor's experience at the Creamery, coming on the heels of a $10 million expansion between the Hedrick family and the Kakana-based milk source. So Goat yoga, Max. Is that go, go goat, you can do a goat yoga. So yeah, garden center. Uh, I got a, looks like a windmill in there. Baby goat there. snuggles. Baby goats. Goats in a good time. <laughs> goats. And for their shopping, it looks like they've got some local products there besides their cheeses. 
and flowers. So very cool. All right, our, that's corny this week. Canadian Pacific Rail Strike adds to commodity supply shock and may hurt farmers ahead of planting. So this labor dispute shut down operations for the Canadian Pacific Railway on Sunday and it's set to aggravate a shortage of commodities sparked by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. A prolonged lockdown could hurt, hurt farmers ahead of spring planting. It's Canada's number two railroad. And, yeah, it's a lot of, well, even around here in Wisconsin, it's Canadian National Railways, so there's a lot of, a lot of ties to the Canadian rail system for our commodities, which... We get a ton of potash out of potash, Canada. Yeah. I, d- I did see something cool. I was in, like, Nina... Along 41, the train tracks kind of by Nina there. It's by Menasha. Menasha. Right by Menasha Corp. Yeah. There literally had to have been 200 Potash Corp train cars all lined up. It was just doing like a fist pump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're all empty, but yeah, they're there. But it's like, (laughs) I have no idea if they're empty or not. But as I'm driving by, I'm just thinking like, there's billions of dollars. Like, oh, it's just just right there. there, Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Eight-day strike two years ago for Canadian National cost the fertilizer industry between two and three hundred million Canadian dollars, which here would be one hundred fifty-nine to two hundred thirty-eight million U.S. dollars. But still, that's a lot of money to be just to having trains sit around for a week. I guess it's not billions; it's like eighteen million. But still, <laughs> it's a lot of two hundred cars at a hundred ton at nine hundred dollars a ton is eighteen million. So. I thought it was more than that, but still a lot of money. It's more did they money have, than yeah, I did have. they have them like locked down? You I don't know. It was just how would were... you steal a rail, rail well, car? The guy with his five-gallon bucket just <laughs> yeah. chucking it up. Into the bed of his tr- truck yeah. down by the railway, yeah. But how many people drive that and have no idea, like... How this is how much this is worth, worth, you know, like... I can get a quarter acre's worth of potash in my pocket. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about starter fertilizer, the difference between poly and ortho fertilizers. Poly being many chain together, ortho being single. In our and remember, poly take precautions, ortho okay. In our spotlight, we talked John Deere expanding their access to self-prepare resources for farmers. Ag History Minute was the history of liquid fertilizer. Cool Beans was LeClaire Creamery expanding their shopping and ag tourism attractions. That's corny, the Canadian Pacific Railroad strike. Potentially hurting farmers with holdups in commodities and supplies of fertilizer. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.